really happy with uh, how, how the draft played out. A lot of the times, I'm just so proud of our staff, all the work that we've put in over the last couple of years for this draft. And we're, putting, we're doing work for 24 already. Um, there's a feeling in the draft room when the draft starts, like you prepare, it's almost like preparing for a test. Like you remember like the days that you prepare really well and so then you go in there and you feel really good because you're controlling what you can control. And so we felt like we could have made these picks a week ago um, with all the stuff that we did. It was just more debating and figuring it out and setting the board. And then it, uh, it just starts and you're not in control of every pick, but you're prepared to make quick decisions on phone calls coming in about moving down, moving out, moving around, moving up. And the way the draft board fell uh, really took a fortunate turn for us. Um, we got two of the guys that we had in our top 10 um, players, um, frankly, that we were debating out of which one to take at nine, and we ended up getting both of them. Um, and at 28, um, getting a player that we had in our top 18 um, was really, really good. So we, we fielded a lot of calls, people asking, trying to get those picks or us moving out or acquiring some capital. But at the end of the day, we added three really talented, good prospects, but also high character guys that we think we can get better and have a skill set that we think we can maximize. Three college freshmen. Uh, seems like yeah. all of these guys have... They're all freshmen these days. I didn't even really think about that. I think it'd be more of a record if I took two seniors. Was there kind uh, of a... Did you... Just given that you said after the season that you weren't going to be rushed into a timeline, you wanted things to proceed naturally, did you view this draft and these guys as an opportunity to really kind of like take swings on the upside so we you know in some of our stuff that we've talked about like the draft is the opportunity to add what is the most rare quality to acquire in the NBA which is talent um the thing about the draft is that every draft pick especially young ones especially 19 year olds they all need development they need development of that talent and growth as opposed to where we are in a timeline of our team. We're not in a point where we can go, hey, I need somebody who can get on the court for 10 minutes and fill one specific role and that's it. We need guys that have an upside and a chance to grow with the right kind of development, with the right kind of hard work and whatever timeline. I think that's an asset that we have with Will Hardy and our staff. You've seen different lines of development. However, that is taken with whether it's Lowry, late, you know, middle career, or it's Walker or Ochai. And we're looking forward to, you know, helping maximize those developmental paths for these three with Taylor, with, Ke- with Keontae, and with Bryce. So I guess the long-winded way to answer your question is it's not that we're leaning into youth. It's more like we're leaning into talent and getting – as many talented players on the roster. And now, obviously, the work begins with developing them and seeing what roles they can fill in a short-term period or what kind of their early development timeline and then with expected, you know, where they can top out. With uh, Taylor Hendricks, what did you like most about his game and where do you see improvement? So Taylor is, you know, he was able to come in with us for us. Um, 
he wasn't able to work out. He had a late injury in the process, nothing big. It just happens when you get you start doing five, six, seven, eight workouts. But we wanted to get him in, and a few things stand out. One, his length, his ability already to make open shots. Um, he's got very good instincts as a help side shot blocker. Um, he's smart. So, like, already, like, does work early on the defensive end. So he's got some de- defensive instincts. You know, as you and I have joked, Andy, that, you know, most rookies aren't very good. Um, and most most guys need – all of them need to learn how to play an NBA level of defense. But he's got some talent there. He's got some, you know, athletic, you know, genes, but also a brain for it. And then the development side for him is – where can we get his, you know, individual game in terms of attacking closeouts and getting stronger? He's got to get stronger. And he's got the frame to do it. And he's got the work ethic to do it. He's a high-character kid. I really enjoyed getting to know and interviewing. So just really excited about those measurables, adding positional size with, you know, a few things that, you know, could help a team, but mainly the overall package that he already has that. Like, what else can we build on that? to get the most out of him. Um, I'll just go on Keontae. Um, I think has probably the most diversified offensive developed skill set maybe in the draft. Um, you know, we can talk about, you know, the guys that went up top, but Keontae has been doing it for a long time at a very, very high level in high school competition. And he has all the shots shots that some people can't ever learn. So the the crucial thing for him, he's done a great job on his body over the last three months. Um, he's got a confidence about him of being a scorer, but he's has very good vision. And obviously we've got to get to work on, on where he fits into the team and how he coincides and, and grows and just but right now he's already an offensive weapon. But I think, you know, what we're hoping is we work with him that there's going to be more that way because he's got the athletic tools to be a good defender. He's smart. Um, he's a good passer. I can see him playing on the ball and off the ball. Um, but just really talented guard. And then with Bryce, so I didn't, you know, I know you guys hear this. It's like when doctors come out and say, yes, the surgery was successful. I know every time there's a draft, like, oh, I didn't expect him to be here. I didn't expect him to be here at 28. Um, it, it, that was not something, you know, so when he started slipping a little bit, at least in our our rankings, um, we started getting a bunch of calls from teams trying to move in, and we just kept waiting to see if there was a chance that um, we actually even had made some attempts to move up after we selected Keontae from 28 when we, he was, we, we had a couple guys that we were looking at to try to do that. And um, he fell to us and just so excited to add a guy that has pro shots as well. I mean, you go back and look at his film, like he makes, in, makes and takes NBA pro shots. I think for him continuing to get better on the defensive end, he's got a body that you can't teach. He's very gifted athletically. We've got to do some molding in terms of you know him getting stronger and leaning out a little bit but he can do so many things with the ball he's an underrated passer and he's smart too and I think 
the more in shape that he gets and he, and he was limited a little bit this year with some knee stuff that's not a big deal for us but over the next few months like getting that just settled down will allow him to you know really go to work in the weight room and I think he can be a guy with a big with a body like that that can stay in front of wings and his feet are good enough for guards but he can also he's already strong so just taking advantage of that do you expect all of them to play at summer league um yeah because we didn't do any trades they're all our picks I think obviously overall health you know Taylor had a soft tissue injury so got to see where that is uh Keontae came and worked out I think he's fine I mean we'll we'll get him in here and we'll have health performance like if anything it'll be a health performance evaluation but I think I do know with all three of these guys because of the draft process you know agents and I I understand and even in ours in our draft workouts they don't get to play fives so they haven't played fives for like three months they're all like dying to play so there may be a little bit of us making sure that they're they're good but I would hope that they'd be able to play yeah, he was so mad when he couldn't work out for us because it was a late injury, and when he came in, he was just sitting there like. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you feel like you improved the, the shot, the overall shot profile of the roster? I think we added more talent to be able to do that. I mean, I, I think each of them still like. You know, Will's so good about when and how they're going to get on the floor and, and doing those things, but there's things that they need to learn first. But all three of the guys can shoot. All three of them have different bodies, but athleticism. Um, I think all three are smart. And I think all three are high character. So talent is still, you know, I've talked with you guys before, like talent is still the most rare thing, but when you combine it with character and some athletic gifts that, you know, there's certain things that we can, we talk about what can you teach and what you can't teach. And a lot of these guys have a few things that you can't teach or that they've already learned at such a high level that it's, there are certain ways they can help a team immediately while we're working on the other stuff. Do you like how Taylor fits with Lowry and Walker? I like how he fits with just overall how like how we want to play it's a it's a big that can space it's you know he can get you know hopefully be able to switch as he gets stronger good instincts be able to you know a willing passer so it's not just so much with this or this it's a guy that you know I don't want to make any comparisons to him yet because he's it's like a molding clay but he profiles as a guy that's easy to play with with lots of different combinations, especially as his skill set improves. Speaking of profiles, do you see Keontae being able to be a point guard? Yes. I think he, you know, look, the the term point guard is a little, there aren't any, there aren't very many of them anymore. Like if you ask like a traditional point guard 15 years ago, like, or, you know, we obviously had a really great one here and a couple really great ones. And you ask those guys, is Steph Curry a point guard? 15 years ago, they'd be like, no, he's not a point guard. He plays point guard. So the biggest thing that we're trying to do is get guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot. And Keontae can do all of those things. So how that fits, it allows versatility where bringing the ball up against pressure 
He's got a handle. He can isolate. He can pass. He can run pick and roll. That's You don't have one guy thinking about the other four guys all the time on the team and just, like, controlling the ball. If they're doing this, it's because they're isolating and they're trying to score, um, which he can do that too. So, yeah, I don't think there's – it's not like is he a two, is he a one. I think he's a guard, and we want guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot. As much as you can, can you kind of describe what it was like in your guys' room as you're realizing, like, how, or how things are falling? Yeah. So two days ago, it wasn't just me. It's all of us. But I wrote down the scenario like that I thought was most likely with other teams. It wasn't like sort of a mock, but just more a market one. Not, and then you put it against what, who we like, and so like who's going to be there. So that's like when you know when Bart was being interviewed, he's like, you know, how many tiers? It's like you have, you have to have nine guys, right? Because we're picking at nine unless we move out. So it was more of like without trading up or down, meaning what we're in our control, like these are the nine guys and then where's 10 in the rankings. And we had Taylor and Keontae nine and 10. And then, so then the board started falling, not the way I would have done it from after nine to 16. And we got the guy that was highest there. And then, from after, as soon as you get later, you've got teams trying to trade in and random. You can't predict it. Like you go back and like look at a mock from like eighteen down to thirty. It's that's where most of the misses are in terms of predictions because there's just more information that we have than the, the public doesn't have. Um, I didn't know if Bryce would fall, but like I said, we had him in our our top eighteen, and he's at twenty eight. And it's like that's great. If it was like the 25th or 26th guy on our board and somebody calls and says move down, because chances are you're not gonna, it's not going to go exactly that far. I can, we can maybe predict a board to nine or ten players, which we did, or nine players. Um, the rest of it just gets crazy. So. Pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, you now head into free agency with a bundle of cap space. I believe so, yes. Uh, that period and yep. uh, what are some of your plans? Um, we'll get to, I mean, we've been working on it. I mean, to, in terms of studying it, I, I've always told you guys, like, the draft, trades, free agency, they're all tied together in terms of building the team. So we've, we've finished one piece. And so roster building, where we can acqu- continue to acquire talent, um, and and then there are probably some role pieces that we'll look at of just like filling in the team on certain parts. Um, so yeah, the work that work starts tomorrow. So maybe a couple of days when we start, we'll give the guys the weekend off. Do you have a Do you have a general idea of what you're looking for in free agency? Are you just setting me give me the softball again? Good players. You ran right into it again, Tony. Playing athleticism, <laughs> like, is there a Good show? players. Good players. I mean, all those things are good, too. Length, athleticism, shooting ability, basketball IQ. Yeah. Yeah. How many Red Bulls have you had tonight? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm actually on a flight tonight, so probably like seven or eight today. 
No, not 15. It'd be, yeah, be like seven or eight. Yeah, but seven or eight since like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., so 12-hour period. I'll ask a real quick serious question, sorry. Uh, there was a lot of talk from us folks about you guys trying to move up and maybe get someone like higher up. Was yeah. there real uh, efforts toward that? Did that get close at all? Or? So when you had as many picks as we did and roster availability and cap space and future picks, like you're very, we're very popular, you know, either us having a lot of tools to say, Hey, we can identify this and try to engage teams. And also teams that are calling us like, Hey, you know, I don't. So it's a series of conversations that start, you know, probably basically after the lottery, when the draft is set, about what team needs are and that, and you're just trying to find if there's matches. Um, so what you end up doing, most of it is on the clock. That's why you see so few, like I don't know how many trades we saw, like Oklahoma City and Denver like swapping some picks, but that was more to get a pick now so they can pick a guy and give a future. You know, Lakers moving up to like 40 the day of today. So most of it's like what we call on the clock. Like if our guy's there or if our guy's not there then we would do A, B, and C. So we had a number of scenarios that were set up, but they all felt like, and this we prepare like this every year, but it just felt like that we were going to select 9, 16, and 28. Um, yeah, like especially at the top. That's how, and that's how it went. And then 16 and 28, we, you get a lot of play from teams when their guys falling, but they, the teams that I really like dealing with are the ones that do their work early. And I'm, I'm probably one of the most proactive colleagues of, you know, of my colleagues in the league, like to do our work early. So I just know like, but there's always some random one that calls like 10 minutes, you know, it's like the 13th pick and like, Hey, would you do this and this? And like, we've never talked about it in a month. <laughs> I'm like, no, not going to do that. And the, and I expect more of those later in the first because you just don't know where people are going to go and then what they have and what did they get and what did they miss out on. And so what we we try to prepare for just every scenario so that we can make really good, quick decisions. Did you guys have Bryce in for a workout? No. We interviewed him, though. Got his medical, watched a bunch of video, saw him in person. So we do that. We're good. He also had a little bit of a injury during the pre-draft process that's kept him out where he, he had a very, very short window to, uh, to like, see teams. So sometimes you just run out of days. So we just wanted to make sure we had all enough information that we were comfortable to take him, which obviously we were. Here, but you guys picked, I think, two guys who weren't expected to be one and done's that became one and done, hmm. and one guy, you know, yeah, Keontae, really right? Good, right? Yeah, do you feel how do you like kind of evaluate that trajectory, if you will? Um, well, that means they really improved quickly, which is good, <laughs> and it's not just on a one year basis, so all of these guys played, you know, EYBL high school basketball, pretty high-level leagues, so over a period of time. So, I mean, we've been watching all of that. 
to get a sense of like where's the development i think especially this year you've seen i think the three we drafted had overall very successful college you know pretty successful college seasons there are a number of other guys where it was a little more murky where you really had to dig in high school because they just weren't in the same role they were highly rated recruits but just weren't in the same role in college and so that part is like the discerning part and we don't we didn't draft them because they had a good season in college it was just like okay they were able to show their skill sets and then we were able to project and there were other guys that we really liked as well that maybe not didn't have as good of a situation but we felt really good about what they would look like with us based on high school and interviews and medical and testing and all that stuff this is your first draft with Danny mm-hmm yeah, no, Danny and I yesterday, last year were like this. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, so how did, how did it differ with him in the room, maybe compared to previous years? Um, well, I think most importantly, like last year, was he was still getting to know us. And, you know, we've been together like a year and a half now or so, which is unbelievable. He's awesome to work with, um, has so much experience. I love, he likes our staff. They, they, there's relationships there. And then I think his perspective, um, pointing out questions, um, things that in his experience of like, hey, we missed this one time in a draft or we, we looked at this and just sitting around and talking and debating out. And it's just great. He doesn't ever have a bad day. And I don't know if I'd have a bad day, too, if I was Danny Age. But um I just, what a pleasure to learn from him, to have him as a resource for his support of all of us. He's like, guys, I'm here to like help you guys make decisions and, you know, add support or organization when needed. And it's just great. Bart kind of mentioned that too, that like there were things that maybe uh, in previous years that like the staff like hadn't really like keyed in on or something that he would be like, this isn't really like high priority. Can you kind of give us any Yeah, I think that's just, like, there's a lot of people that have been, not a lot, but there's been a good amount of people in the NBA that have been successful at this job, but do it different ways. So you can get to the same, maybe it's not even the same conclusion, but in terms of team building and things like that. So, you know, my mentors, you know, that I, before I got to work with Danny were very good at their jobs. They did it in different ways. I learned from both of them, and I've learned from Danny, but it's like, learning to be your own you're taking perspective from people and I don't think I could ask for a better set of mentors than I've had in my career and Danny's unique and he's also but he's still also very very open like you know as we've told you we're very very collaborative about it and people's opinions matter and our staff really really worked and so when you work you deserve to have an opinion to feel heard, and I think we both do a good job of making sure that happens with our staff. 